Drama City Drama City's got that small town mentality. Come promote your music. Come talk about your insanity. No need to keep it PG, so feel free to say whatever you please. You can talk about the weather. You can talk about religion. You can talk about the news. Doesn't matter what you say. Just make sure what you say is true. But don't worry, just come through. We can have some laughs and giggles. We can even spit some riddles. I'm some fire instrumentals. Yeah, that's how we get down. Drama City's got that small town mentality. 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 Maybe I'll just freeze. Oh, there it is. All right. There we go. I'm also driving. Okay. <laughs> I asked Randy if he wanted a beer, and he said, no, I'm good. I'm driving. And I was like, oh, I'm also driving, but... Alright. <laughs> I'll just have my beer. <laughs> Be alright. Um last week I planned on having my mom here and so she was down for like four days and that was the plan was to do an episode with my mom and she was down. But by the time we got to it, like the whole family was at the house and she just kept getting later and later and later and she's like, I don't think we're gonna make it and I was like, damn it. Yeah. That's right. We tried. Um, so that's why it's been a couple of weeks. Not that you guys care. No. <laughs> you know, shit happens, right? Yeah. Well, it's summertime. We've explained this a few times. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go a week or two. Got a lot of shit going on in my life. It's true. Uh, speaking of, we just bought a truck today. So that was fun from um, Castle Rock Chevy. So, they're doing this thing called Car Wars, like a Star Wars theme. Right. And they got all their vehicles down um, at the Roundhouse. So, yeah. both dealerships here in town moved all their stuff. Well, two of the dealerships here in town. Yeah, it's, um, Castle Rock and Yeti, right? Yeah. So, we're looking at yard sales this morning. Got about an hour of sleep. You know how it goes. Anyways, um, we're looking at yard sales, and I see all those cars there. I was like, hey, I'm going to drive through there and see see what's there and uh they stop us like mid drive through they're like hey what how's it going you looking for something i was like uh we're just we're just looking around you know just driving through she's like well how much you looking to pay and all this other stuff you know just like kind of pressuring us into it she's like take this thing for a test drive this is in your price range and so take put load the kids up take it for a test drive come back and i was like oh man with the with the credit and the the repossession we've got and all this other stuff i was like i just don't think it's going to happen and so they go and uh, do all their computer stuff and come back. They're like, 21% interest and, uh, I don't know, six-something a month. And we're, we're like, no, no way. We can't do that. And so uh, Toronto Valley steps up and says, uh, oh, we'll get you for 10% and this and that. And we're like, uh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and bought the truck. <laughs> and uh, the funny part was we bought – a, a Dodge Ram 1500 from Castle Rock Chevy mm-hmm. in the same parking lot that the Dodge dealership was selling vehicles. Hmm. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. Because we bought it from the Chevy dealership. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a similar story how we ended up with our current car. Yeah. Um, we were test driving a couple, and they had a similar event. We test drove one. It was a Chrysler, and uh, it was a pretty good car. It was between the Chrysler and the Chevy Impala that we got now. And uh, we test drove the Chrysler, and we're just, you know, seeing how it goes up hills, all this other stuff, seeing how it goes. And uh, I noticed a picture in the visor. So I stopped, and I pulled this picture down. It's a picture of Pope John Paul II. And I'm like, oh, somebody put the Christ back in Chrysler. <laughs> Did they give you some money off for that? For the joke? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> we didn't get any money off either. Uh, but we did. Uh, so Yeti was there, and they had, like, these big uh, things filled with T-shirts. They all said Yeti on them. And I guess they were giving them out to people who bought trucks. And I was like, hey, how much for one of them shirts? <laughs> or what do I got to do to get one of those? And she's like, well, you should have bought a truck for me. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I mean, I could advertise you on my podcast. I got, you know, 4,000 followers on Twitter. And the Chevy guy that we're sitting in front of uh, buying the truck, he's like, you guys want a shirt? I'll get you a shirt. <laughs> so uh, anyways, shout out to Castle Rock Chevy, Auto Farm Castle Rock Chevy here in Evanston, Wyoming, for hooking us up with uh, some shirts. Well, we haven't got them yet. They ha- they're making us shirts, <laughs> like legit Took some shirts to a place and they're getting them embroidered and going to give them to us for a shout out on the show. I wish it was the other way around. You buy a shirt, you get a truck. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. Yeti's always doing like crazy events like buy a truck and get a free gun and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Chevy dealership doesn't do as much of like the merch. They're not on the merch side. So I was like, I want a shirt. And they're like, we'll get you a shirt if you want a shirt. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Shout out to them for uh, getting us some shirts, I guess. We'll see what happens. I'll let you guys know next week if I actually got my shirt. <laughs> if we're here next week, I think we're going camping next week, maybe. So uh, you had an 80s thing tonight. Where's everybody else? I, nobody else wanted to come with you? I I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I didn't didn't really get a chance to bring it up to them. Oh, okay. You know, with everything going the way it went. How was your 80s uh, play that you did? It was pretty good. Um, Where was it at? Down at the Strand. Oh, okay, sweet. fundraiser for the Strand. Yeah, I've got uh, coasters in here. For the 32nd annual renewal ball from, for the Strand. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm not much of an 80s guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I'm not an 80s guy for the 80s that people think of when they think of the 80s. Yeah. You know, they think like uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Back to the Future and Dio and, you know, classic Madonna and stuff like that. And I think of the 80s. I think of Black Flag, Judas Priest, you know, Dio. I um. I said Dio. I meant to say Devo. Yeah. Devo, Dio, blah. I, Conan the Barbarian. Only had two years in the 80s, so I'm a 90s kid for the most part. You'll see, I grew. I was born in '83, so I barely remember it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I was born in '88, so I got two years of it, but not. And Metallica was good. <laughs> not the two years that counts, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember much of that time in my life. That's the thing, uh, you know. Everybody gives uh, Nickelback so much crap, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why, because Nickelback 
it was the same quality music with their last album as it was with their first album. They didn't change. Yeah. Metallica, they, they put out good shit, and then they just went downhill. It's like, we know they can do better. Why aren't we? They, they didn't change, but they got their change back. Huh? What? What? <laughs> it's just a corny dad joke. Oh, okay. I said they didn't change, but they got their change back. Oh, right. Yeah. Nickelback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm slow right now, dude. I feel like somebody beat the hell out of me. How was your day? I'm about as sore as a whore on Black Friday, man. Mm. Do whores do pretty good on Black Friday? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up, see if they do like specials in like, yeah. the parts of Vegas where they have legal brothels and shit. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they do that. Like a Black Friday special. Just bring a turkey leg in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, because Black Friday is supposed to be the Friday after Thanksgiving, but it's now just um, for, on uh, Thursday. Pretty Black much. Thursday. Pretty much, I've heard you've heard my bit about this, haven't you? No, I've got maybe. A whole, I've got a whole bit about it because they've got Halloween shit up right now. Yeah, you know, skipping a lot of things, and they well because they know that you'll buy it. Yeah, they know we'll buy it, and uh, the sooner, sorry, the earlier they put stuff out, they know the more that we're gonna buy. Especially yeah, like, if they can get us to panic and think, oh, crap, I'm going to miss. I'm not going to be ready for Halloween or I'm not going to be ready for Christmas. And, yeah, next week or next month's going to be Christmas. So. so we start with uh, like Valentine's Day, which starts on New Year's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New Year's started on in the middle of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after Valentine's Day, we got what? St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Okay. And that starts right in the middle of February, right after Valentine's Day. They take one down, put the next one up. Yeah. You know, then you got, then you immediately roll into like the 4th of July. Roll back. Yeah. And then as Walmart soon as, done. yeah, as soon as, uh, but yeah, as soon as we hit like, you know, mid July or mid August, they start putting out the Halloween stuff. And as soon as they're done with the Halloween stuff, thanks, you know, uh, what's the next holiday? Thanksgiving. No, it's not Thanksgiving. Hmm. They, they, they never put that. the Thanksgiving shit out early because yeah. they don't want they don't want to do a holiday where people are thankful for the shit they already got. They can't sell you shit if you're thankful it's for true. the shit you've already got. No, the next holiday is Black Friday, baby. As a matter of fact, fuck Thanksgiving. Black Friday is now Thursday. Yep. Thursday and Friday are now Black Friday. You know, oh, you're not eating Thanksgiving dinner with your family. You're carbo loading for that Black Friday shopping, baby. This ain't no fucking game, all right? People die for this shit. Actually, yeah. uh just always went in on Friday anyways or the day after just yeah. to take see what was left, you know. I always yeah. just got the leftovers because that's just, just not Scavenger. worth it to me, man. If oh. I want something, I just buy it. I don't give a shit dude, if I'm, it's $20 off or whatever. Dude, I'm six foot two and built like a fucking sumo wrestler. I love it. I just barrel my way through. <laughs> yeah, I used to – we used to go and, like, wait in line for laptops or whatever, and now I'm just like, I don't even – like, I don't care, man. It'll be June. I don't give a shit. I'll buy a laptop in June. I don't have to wait. Yeah, me and my dad. My dad's a big guy, too. We used to get a list from the family and be like, what do you want to get? And we'll go in there and get it because, you know, you see two big guys just charging your way, you know, not running or threatening or anything, just walking like we got somewhere to be. People tend to move. Yeah, I just didn't like waiting in line for hours and stuff. Yeah. It's It's like I'm not in in that much need to to save money. I'm not saying anything bad about the people that do it. I understand it. I just... I'd rather just get what I need to get when I need to get it. <laughs> you all right? Just exhaling away from the mic. So uh, <sighs> but, uh, no, it's, um, lost my train of thought here. Thought train. Uh, yeah. Well, it's different here in Mormon country. I mean, I saw people have a Canadian standoff on Black Friday last year. 
What's the Canadian standoff? Well, you know, Mex- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you know I'm sorry. Mexican standoff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Mexican standoff <laughs> is where they got the guns pointed. Uh, Canadian standoff is when you both get to the door and you're like, after you. No, after you. No, uh, after you. I was close <laughs> with that. I'm sorry. So. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. But that's just. I, but yeah, I've actually seen people like, oh, after you, and they're helping each other find shit. And it's like, oh, great. This is, you know, way different. I mean. Yeah, here's not as bad. You go back to, like, you know, Bennettsville, South Carolina, and you got people having a knife fight over a fucking PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, last time we did the podcast together, I just bought a TV, and it's like, it's not on sale or anything. I just fucking, my son broke my last one, so yeah. I'm not going to just sit and watch a broken TV. I mean, it still works. There's just lines down the thing, and it was annoying me. Yeah. Remember back in the day when you had to worry about the TV crushing the kid, now you got to mm. worry about the kid crushing the TV. That's true. It, this time we went we went all out and we bought the same with the truck. I don't know what has gotten into us lately, but you, we used to pass on all the insurances, you know. Yeah. And this time around, we just we bought the TV. We're like, look, give us all the insurance. Oh, does yeah. it does it cover sunglasses? Because that's what happened to the last one. You just chucked the sunglasses at the TV and shattered it. Yep. And they're like, yeah, this covers cracks, everything. And I was like, all right, let's let's get that. And then the truck, we got the gap insurance, and everybody told me the gap insurance is bullshit, but. It's like it's there for so as soon as you drive off the lot, you pretty much decrease in value. Right. So the gap insurance pretty much covers that. So if like something if you get in a wreck or whatever, it kind of covers the in between from what it's worth to what you owe. You know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we just I don't know why we just recently like the last year we've just been like just give us the insurance because yeah. we bought a washer and dryer a few years back. And uh, we had, like, a five-year insurance on it. And I was like, we're never going to use that. And then, like, a year in, the washer broke. And they just brought us a brand new one, you know. So it actually comes in handy sometimes <laughs> to just get the insurance. Saves you a lot of headache. Yeah. I can see that. But, yeah, I used to pass on that shit all the time. I don't get it for, like, little things like video games and stuff. But right. I don't know why they have two years insurance on a video game anyways. I don't know. Do you pass on that? Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Unless I'm getting something like a PlayStation VR. Yeah. Or, or a new console, I should say. But if it's just a game, yeah, I'll pass on that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever got one for a console, but I've never... Like, this has just been recently that we've been starting to get the insurance stuff. Yeah. We've just had too many things break, man. <laughs> yeah. I agree. We're just at that point in our lives where we're more adults now. Like, just give us the insurance, man. Right. <laughs> But now, speaking of video games, you heard that video games are causing violence again. Yeah, I did see that. There's a lot of school shootings and stuff. I don't know much about them. I didn't do a lot of research just from what I've heard from podcasts. But yeah. I mean, well, we've been having this conversation for at least as long as you've been alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's been around a long time, violent video games. And I've, I've had the same argument for as long as I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um We've had violence like since the world began, so I don't know why you were just playing video games. Well, it's like I'm 36 years old. I'm like, how is anybody buying this? Because my yeah. generation grew up with Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft Auto. You know? Yeah. Well, think of, if you think back at like uh, Romans and things like that, they just slaughter people and like rape people for nothing just because they wanted to take their homes. <laughs> it's right. like, or territory or whatever the fuck. I mean, violence has been around for a long time, like needless violence. Right. Well, since they started making uh, more violent video games, 
Yeah. If I understand, I don't have the exact statistic and I can't tell you the source of it, but from what I heard, uh, violent crime has been constantly decreasing. Yeah. You know? You kind of get it out, I think, in some things. Yeah. Well, it's just a scapegoat. Yeah. And it's an old, it's an old, it's an old standard. It's an old favorite. You know, scapegoat the video games, blame the video games. And it's like, that can't last for too much longer because it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry now. Yeah. You know, video games make more than Hollywood at this point. There's a lot of conspiracy theories of people being hired to do whatever here and there, and uh, I don't know. And there's two sides of it, too. Like, okay, the Democrats are hiring these people to shoot up the school. At, at the same time, I hear people say, no, the NRA hired these people because as soon as there's a school shooting, the gun you know, sales rise. Right. Because everybody's afraid they're going to take guns away, so they're going to buy more. So it right. could be either side, or it could be nobody. Who knows? Yeah, I think it's just... Uh the thing you notice about these people that perform these, uh, commit these shootings. Perform them. <laughs> they perform these shootings. Act them out. No. Sorry. The people who perpetrate these shootings, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're usually just lost souls. Yeah. And white. You know, you're talking about, well, yeah. <laughs> but they're usually, but they're usually people that are, you know, underemployed or they don't have a whole lot going Bullied for them. Bullied in school. Yeah. You know, and so that tells me, I mean, we don't see a lot of like, for example, veterans, yeah, committing mass shootings. You don't see that, you know. Yeah, so like the while, mental not, issue, yeah, uh, argument because there's a lot of people with mental issues that don't. Yeah, I don't. Up. I don't think it's a. I think it is a specific mental health problem, but it's not. Yeah, something you could just scapegoat mental illness, man. I think it's a really complex uh, societal problem that's going to need a lot of. It's going to need a lot of examination and a lot of honest conversation before we ever figure out. I heard somebody on a podcast the other day, they were talking about this. They were saying we need stricter gun laws, we need background checks. And somebody's like, no, everywhere has background checks. And the guy argued that, no, not every state has background checks. And I was like, I live in one of the most lax gun law states in the country, and we require background checks. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everywhere requires background checks. I can't remember the guy's name. But... I mean, you can get around a background check. Yeah. Anybody can. Or you just... I've also bought a gun in the you know Maverick parking lot. So you don't really need a background check to buy a gun off the classifieds or whatever. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <clears throat> yeah? How was that? Like, you're not a... Uh, right. Sorry, I forget you're younger than me. A little bit. Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, or maybe I just didn't, I didn't get the reference because my brain's on... Yeah, the Humpty Dance. Do the Humpty Dance, yeah. yeah. Yep. Do the hump, okay. do hump. Yeah. I yeah. do know the song. That was a lyric from, I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Um, my brain is on like 1% because I just didn't get any sleep. Uh, so the way my week goes, I work 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. Right. And so all week, you know, I sleep all day and whatever. And on the weekends, it's spend time with your family. Yeah. So I... I go to bed at like six or seven in the morning and I'm up at nine. Like, all right, let's go do the yard sales or whatever we're going to do this, you know? So, and then I got to switch back in a, in a day, which is rough. Yeah. Uh, I bet it is. So tomorrow we're doing the whole, um, lagoon thing. Right. So I'm going to get some sleep tonight, hopefully. Yeah. Cause my, at nighttime, even though I've got zero sleep, my body's like, you're supposed to be awake right now. And then I still don't get any sleep. Well, the beauty of uh, ever since I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, mm-hmm. 
Um, cause I have like two times. I don't know if I told you about this. I had uh, two kind. I have two kinds of sleep apnea. I have the obstructive sleep apnea, uh, which is where your throat you gotta get closes. like a CPAP machine or whatever. Yeah, it's where your throat closes and yeah. you don't get any air. And I have complex sleep apnea. Um, well, I have complex sleep apnea, which is both. Because uh, you have obstructive, which is the throat closing, and then you got central, which is when your brain does not tell your body to breathe. Okay. And I have complex, which is both. So ever since I got diagnosed with that, I put that. It's a tit- self-titrating BiPAP. And I put that mask on and out. Oh, nice. It's like it's like when they give you anesthesia before surgery. You count yeah. back from 100, out. Man, that was some of the worst I've ever felt in my life. Not me going under anesthesia, but my kids. So oh, yeah. both of my kids have had to get their teeth fixed. Mm. And they had to go to like a surgical center in, in Salt Lake that like specializes in kids' dent- dentistry or whatever. Right. And they both had to go under. And man, taking my kid in there, setting him down on the on the thing and just hearing him cry yeah. when they put the mask on. He's just freaking out. And then he just goes to sleep and he's just doing that, you know, twitch that kids do after they cry and fall asleep. Yeah. And they just kicked us out of the room, you know. It's like, oh, man, it's the worst feeling ever to just see your kid like that. I can only imagine And then just have to leave. (laughs) And then just you're waiting like two hours like, is he going to wake up? It's rough, man. I can only imagine, man. It's uh, When I was a kid, I don't have kids, but when I was a kid, I had tubes put in my ears uh, for ear infections. And my mom said I went nuts when they tried to put that thing over my face. Yeah. Yeah. there's like a whole different perspective on life when you have kids, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you just can't stand like, and you know what's going to happen in the future. Like they're going to get hurt and it's just, it's rough to see it happen. But at the same time, there's, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's the way they learn, right? They get hurt. Like, yeah. all right, I probably won't climb a tree that high next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it sucks to watch it get, you know, watch them get hurt, but they're going to get hurt in a lot, a lot in life. That's just life. Yeah. It shit happens. Everybody gets hurt in life. It depends on how you deal with the situation afterwards is all that really matters. See, that was a weird thing because when I was growing up, it was like my mom would be like, you're not bleeding. Get up. You yeah, know? that's how I was raised too. You know, you're fine. Get up. <clears throat> quit crying. Quit being melodramatic. You get up. You're fine. And my dad was like, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> Did you hit your head? Yeah. Okay, you may have hit your head and forgot about it because you might have damaged something when you hit your head. We're going to take you to the doctor anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little... It's the complete opposite of what you'd expect, like, a mom and a dad to be. Yeah. I do a little bit of that, like, walk it off type of thing. And that's the the culture we were raised in. That uh, don't be a pussy or man up type culture. And I think it fucks with people in a way where people don't express their feelings anymore. Or they don't know how to express their feelings. But at the same time, I think you need that because you have to also be tough. So you need like a little bit of both, like be tough, but it's okay to express yourself at the same time. Well, I was taught from an early age, it's not about not expressing your feelings. Yeah. It's about knowing when to express your feelings and knowing who you can express your feelings to because not everybody's your friend. True. You know? Yeah, I grew up with the... Uh, men don't cry mentality from my dad. And it was rough, man. I, I developed a lot of things from my dad. I know <laughs> this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. And um, lately we've been getting into a lot of this sh- mental breakdown shit. Um, and I've actually gotten some pretty good feedback on it. So I appreciate you guys for, for writing in and, and 
expressing your gratitude for us talking about this because I think in some cases that's all it needs. You know, sometimes you just need to talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I got a lot of things from my dad. Um, my parents divorced when I was 18. My dad was like super jealous. Like he was just like a really jealous dude. Right. And uh, so I always had that like in my life, in my past relationships, like, oh, you're cheating on me, you're cheating on me, you're cheating. like every right. yeah. relationship I ever had. And when I got married, I did the same thing. Uh, I was always that guy like, oh, you're cheating on me. What are you doing with your friends? Why are you out so late? That sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, but she also gets to have a life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It doesn't revolve around you. People have lives. They have friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was something I really had to work on because uh, it was just like embedded in me. Like my dad would freak out if my mom went anywhere. Like yeah. he's not, you're not allowed to go anywhere without me. And I kind of developed that. But... um Things like through podcasts and things I listen to and, uh, you know, just trying to work on myself, I kind of got over that. You know, it's an everyday thing, but you get over it. I mean, if you can pinpoint your problems, it's it's a little easier to be like, okay, you're just, that's just what you're doing right now. Stop doing that. (laughs) Well, I think part of becoming an adult is realizing that your parents are just people that had kids. Yeah, yeah. And Same too. I mean, everybody fucks up their kids. Yeah, so in a just, different way. Even though you're like, all right, I'm not going to be my dad, but yeah. now you're his dad, and he's going to have that same. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to be my dad. Well, so you look back. There's at always your dad. something. Well, you look back at your dad and you think, I want to be the best parts of him, but I'm going to leave the rest of that shit on the side of the road. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's a lot. I mean, gonna, there's a lot to unload about grab him. Grab water. Yeah, go for it, man. We'll be right back. Drama City Productions. It's a podcast network that brings you several genres of podcasts. Movie reviews, true crime, comedy, interviews, and much more. Visit DramaCityProductions.com to find all the amazing shows today. Find Drama City Productions on Twitter and Instagram at DCP Network. And stay in touch with the network and all the podcasts available. DramaCityProductions.com, where podcasting lives. And we're back, and I've—it's only been ten, two minutes. I forgot what we were getting into. Oh, it's something about yeah. my dad. Well, yeah. Well, it's like—I'll give you an example. My dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. My dad was a machine gunner for the 82nd Airborne, mm-hmm. the United States Army. Uh, went in as soon as they take him. Okay. He left the army and went straight to work for a cotton mill, a textile mill down in North Carolina. Okay. That was my. Hold on. <laughs> so, so, so not exactly. Uh, so not exactly a girly man, as as Arnold used to say back in the eighties. Because mm-hmm. my brain's still in the eighties right now. Yeah, I, I know. Um, right, that's the same thing I was trying to get into, like the girly right, man mentality yeah. that we kind of grew up with. So, yeah, not 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 exactly. Uh, you know, th- this was, and if you'd seen my dad back yeah. in the day, or even now. He's a big guy. You know, he's where I get my size from. You know, um, so that's my dad. My stepdad. This was the other major male influence in my life. He was a mechanic. He worked as a maintenance. And he also worked in a mill. He worked maintenance in a mill. He worked 60-hour work weeks. Yeah. um, Or more than that because it was 12-hour days, six days a week. Would come home every day, and then he would go work on people's cars. Mm-hmm. Not even as like a side business, just helping buddies out. 
Yeah. You know, helping out friends. That's what he did for fun. Okay. These were two very, uh, very masculine men. For, yeah. You know, want of a better word. Not, you know, not pencil pushers or anything like that. Um, but they never gave me that men don't cry shit. Huh? None of them. They both told, they both taught me, you know, it's okay to ask for help. You know, I wish I got some more of that, man. Yeah. The only thing is you just want to be careful who you ask for help. You want to be careful who sees you cry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I definitely grew up with the men don't cry thing. And my dad, I think the first time I ever saw him cry, I was probably 14 or 15. And it was when my great grandmother died, and uh, now, <laughs> now he's just a a crazy alcoholic person who cries all the time. Yeah. But then I, you know, that was the first like real moment that I had with my dad. Um, like he, he wasn't around a lot, so um, we didn't have too many real moments. But I'm, I was, I grew up with the "don't be a pussy," "men don't cry." sort of mentality because I grew up in Wyoming yeah. and that's how everybody is. Uh, you know, shut up and work type of mentality. And I'm far from a manly man, whatever people consider that to be, masculinity, whatever. Uh, I mean, I like chicks. <laughs> I drink beer, yeah. but I don't drink the right kind of beer. You know what I mean? It's it's shit like that. Anybody who gives a shit what another man's yeah. drinking has got too much time on his hands. Shit happened to me all the time. We'd go up to the bar, and uh, there was this one dude. I've talked about this, I think, on the show. There's one dude, every time I'd be like, hey, you got reds or anything? He's like, no, we don't have any. He, he wouldn't even, you know, turn around to look if it was in the case. And I'd be like, hey, can, can I get, like, a Bud Light Lime then? And I can see it. And he's like, we don't have any of that. Why don't you get a real beer? He was just that t- sort of dude. And I was like, all right, man. Let's see how it is. It's just not what I like. You know what I mean? It's like I'll be, I'll, I'll be more than happy to get a real beer from a real bar. Fuck yeah, this place. Yeah, he just did that shit to me all the time. And and I got that all. Like I, I love Reds. I'm a Reds guy. I drink a lot of Reds, and people just give me shit constantly about it. And they're like, you yeah, know, whatever, man. This is what I like to drink. I like to drink and chill with my friends. You, you know what's in my fridge right now? <laughs> what's that? Um, in addition to normal fridge stuff, I, mean, I yeah. want people to think I just have alcohol. But it's like, I've got probably one course, maybe two. I've got three Mike's Hard Lemonades and two uh, Angry Orchard Apple Ciders. Yeah, that's what I like. I'll drink a real beer. I've had real beer. I mean, that's I've drank it. It's just not what I prefer. Beer is fine, but if you want to taste, you know, you want to taste flavor, you want to taste flavor. Yeah, I like to just chill with my friends. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? Sit there and drink skunk piss because I got to prove something? Somebody, fuck you. You don't pay my bills. You're right. I don't need a whiskey on the rocks to prove that I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. My grandma used to say, if you mind my business, you can pay my bills. Otherwise, you can mind your damn business. Cause yeah, there's a lot of prove, prove your man shit I've seen in my life. I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Last, last year when we went camping, um, we were with a group of friends, and this guy shows up. And like, so we're all chopping wood and stuff, you know, and this guy shows up and for some reason, the, my two other friends felt like they needed to prove themselves. So they're all just chopping wood and chopping wood and chopping wood, all three of them. And I was like, what is going on? Like who could be the better man type of shit was going on. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? Grabbed a beer and went and sat down. I was like, they can handle the fucking wood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how they're going to be. I don't go for it. I'm good. Yeah. At the end of the night when you're like, oh, I'm back. My back hurts. I'm sore and everything. Yeah. Like, well, well, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to prove myself. I, I've thought about that 
for a long time. Like I, I'm just over trying to prove myself. Shit happened to me so much as a kid. I was just I was constantly bullied. I guess is what you'd say. Right. Uh, you know, we've talked about that last episode. Like, um, I was constantly called a wigger or whatever else. You know. Right. And I, I was always gotten made fun of because the first girlfriend I ever had was like an internet thing. It was mm-hmm. just like I was what thirteen or fourteen, and I was playing World of Warcraft or whatever the fuck. Right. And I met a girl on there, and it's, so these kids were like, you know, talking some shit. Like, you got you even have a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. And you know, then they found out she was an internet girlfriend and dug into me more. And I think you should, <laughs> should have told him, yes, I do. Sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. I don't swing that way, buddy. <clears throat> I think you're in, really interested in what I'm doing with my dick. Why? Why is that? I, that's what I wasn't good at. So I always got made fun of. Like growing up, I got made fun of a lot about not being good at comebacks. Mm-hmm. Like how long did that take you? I got that one a lot. Like, oh, come up with a uh, comeback five minutes later. And so I like for a couple of years there, I dedicated my life to to being better at comebacks. And I really, I really dug into it. And that might. That kind of made me who I am today. Sometimes I can get some zingers out pretty quick, but <laughs> so that was the beautiful thing because I spent part of my childhood in a group home. Yeah, and you get a bunch of boys, you know, from the age of like nine, nine years old to thirteen years old. Yeah, uh, you're, you're going to hear some good ones. <laughs> yeah, like we're going to never... come up with some good ones, and it was like a pastime. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a fundraiser on my Facebook. I'm, not usually one to plug things, but mm. it's Terra Hall Home for Boys down in Georgetown, South Carolina. Okay. And uh, I'm doing a fundraiser on my uh, Facebook trying to raise Yeah, a I saw bit that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, like a, it was like a pastime for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, after a while, it became more of that, like, yo mama jokes yeah. in the street type of thing. And it's like the guy who got mad, you know, that was the one who lost. Yeah, I got I got mad and it sucked, but I didn't get mad at the to the point where like fuck you guys, I'm out. I I got I went the other way. Like I got to get better at this comeback shit, man. I have to get better at this. And so I just kind of worked on it, worked You're on it. Sitting there in your hoodie yeah. with your notebook. <laughs> yeah, mom's spaghetti. Get ready. <laughs> There's spaghetti on her spaghetti already. Mom's spaghetti. Oh, have you seen the remix? <laughs> oh no, I haven't. Um, going back to the eighties thing, you know what yeah. I did you know what I did for the eighties thing, right? What did you do? It was a Rodney Dangerfield bit. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. And the thing is, there's only one way I can actually really get into character for mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield because I watched tons of footage. And the one thing that I found works fastest way to get into character for Rodney Dangerfield is uh doing Rodney Dangerfield perform or doing my impression of Rodney Dangerfield doing Eminem lyrics. Okay. <laughs> He's getting into character right now. He's going to give you guys a little bit of this. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom does more dope than I do. Thought I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a song about doing drugs and name it after her. There you go. Nice. My brain's dead weight. Tried to get my head straight, but I can't figure out which Spice Girl I want to impregnate. Nice. You know. That wasn't my A material, but I'm just dead ass tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Um, <clears throat> so there was a benefit, and you guys did stand up, like a eighty stand up routines. Well, most of it was people performing eighty songs. Okay, uh, and that's just what you brought to the table. Like, so it was a fundraiser, but did you also get to plug your like the comedy night stuff? I don't. No, we didn't really. Oh. Um, 
maybe there's a meet and greet afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of shaking hands and, you know, talking to people. I'm going to have to try and, like, shoehorn it in there. Yeah. You know, when we do tomorrow. Oh, it's two night. It's a two nighter. Yeah, it's well today at seven, of course, and then tomorrow at two. Oh, matinee. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I should. I was thought about coming tonight, but I just had a a lot going on, and then I had a guest on the show. I booked uh, Mike. Uh, he uh, does the Western Miami beverage. You know, Mike. Yeah. And he just started his own podcast, so I was like, "Oh, come on the show." Um and plug your new show. He hasn't released it yet, but they're working on it right now. Right. But well, so if I can go back to what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. though, go for it. Because you kept you kept saying masculinity, and that's yeah, not, that's not masculinity. And in, in, my, in my humble opinion, no disrespect to you or your dad or your friends or anything like that. Yeah, that's not masculinity. That's machismo. You know, when, yeah, what toxic, you, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Toxic masculinity is. is just another way of saying machismo. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why the hell. I'm going to rag on millennials for a minute, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but I don't know why I'm the not. hell a bunch of millennials decided they had to get together and rename machismo and toxic masculinity like mm-hmm. they discovered the motherfucker. I don't know okay? what the fuck toxic masculinity is. All right. It's just machismo. Once you cross that line where you're trying to prove something to somebody, mm-hmm. that's, that's just macho bullshit. Yeah. You know? You know, I got nothing to prove to nobody. Well, you I know? am a macho, macho man. You don't feed me. You don't fuck me. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. That's. Yeah, t- but sometimes it takes you a long time to get to that point. I think same well, same with me. It well, took me a long time to get to that point. I think it's where it's natural. just like fuck it. You know, I don't care. What do I care? What you think? Well, I think it's a natural. It took yeah. me a minute. Yeah, I think it's a natural progression. Because machismo, the best way I can describe it, because I described it to somebody else recently. Uh, machismo is what a child, like a little boy, thinks that you know masculinity is. Yeah. You go up to like an eight-year-old boy and ask him, you know, well, what's a man? Yeah. You know, what makes a man a man? Be like, well, a man's big and strong, and he's tough, and he never cries, and he doesn't take any shit from anybody. That's what a little kid. You ask somebody my age, what makes a man a man? Well, you pay your damn bills. Take care of your damn kids. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I tried to... I took a left turn. I'm, I'm a lot different <coughs> now than when I grew up. Um, so my dad's like super homophobic and all this other stuff and a little racist. And so, so is the rest of my family, really. They're all, uh, you know... Arbuckle, backwood type people, uh, and I took a whole left turn. Like I'm cool with everybody. I don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I try to instill that kind of stuff into my kid. Like I don't want you to grow up the way I did. In that sense, like people are just people, man. Yeah. And I try to instill like uh, you can be whatever you want to be. Uh, and I try to like you know push not really push but like if he's interested in something like let's try that let's go into that and see where it goes yeah. and so i try to encourage him in that in that sort of way well, and not to be mean to other kids like, that's good i mean you're breaking yeah. the cycle yeah definitely not the way i grew up <laughs> and the weird thing about my dad and he's mellowed out in his old age i should say but way back in the day gay gayness homosexuality gay yeah. Excuse me. Um, That's why everybody called each other, man. Gay. But like homosexuality, basically, you know, man on man love mm-hmm. weirded him out. It's yeah. not like it's not like he's going to go, you know, protest with the sign or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. he'd see it and he'd be like, oh, you know, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I get I, it. I'm not used to that because he grew up in a different era. Yeah. 
but homosexual rape was the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> like we're watching okay. a movie and it's a guy in prison and he drops the soap. Dad's just laughing his ass off. Ah! <laughs> He's about to get fucked <laughs> against his will. Yeah, okay. You know. I mean, all rape and, is funny, right? And I'm and I'm just like, yeah. But if he was into it, that would be worse, in your opinion. <laughs> Yeah, or that's that weird. would be weird. Not not necessarily yeah. worse, but it would be weird to you. What what the hell? Yeah, I don't get it. But I don't know, man. I I don't have a problem. There's okay. I do. It's a weird thing to get into. Yeah. I do have a problem with some gay people. Okay. Yeah, that's a weird I, thing to say. I know, and it's. A, I know it's a couple a, who are straight assholes. I man. know this is a PC alt right podcast. <laughs> 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 I didn't think I'd be allowed through the door if it was all right. I don't know if it's just gay people, more like I just don't like annoying people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had, I've had gay friends, and everybody fucking says that. I get it. Yeah, that's white privilege, whatever the fuck you guys want to call it. I've had gay friends that I was completely fine with, and then there's yeah. some gay people I've met like, God damn it, you're annoying. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I meant by, like, I don't like some of them. Some of, and there's just annoying people. I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with them being gay. They're just probably were annoying their whole lives. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> pieces of shit come from all walks of life, man. And yeah, that's pieces what, of sh- you can't throw a party without assholes showing up. That's yeah, just- assholes and assholes. I've said the same thing about, um, so I grew up with uh, respect your elders. Right. And I was like, yeah, but what if he's a real fucking asshole? <laughs> right? <laughs> People are just assholes sometimes. And- yeah, then you just respectfully avoid them. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah, like you don't have to respect all your elders. I mean, some people are just dickheads to be dickheads. Why yeah. would I respect that guy just because he's older than me? Yeah, I mean. He's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of respect your elders, but yeah, there's a line. Yeah. You know? Like if he's just being a fucking dickhead to me just to be a dickhead to me. Right. Fuck that guy. Right. I don't need you in my life, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, just to get into, because uh, you shared a little bit about your dad. Uh, my dad, and I wasn't really going to get into this, but my dad was an abusive alcoholic. Okay. So he, he abused alcohol? He abused alcohol. Oh. He abused my mom. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, one story I like to share is I got my first ass whooping in utero. Oh, nice. Know, so, uh, <laughs> you were used yeah. to it when he came Yeah, pretty much came out like what? What you going to do? Doctor what you got? Sla- yeah, the doctor slapped you like, is that all you got? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that, dude. I'm putting that in my stand-up. I wish I'd have thought of that. From now on, I did. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, so, um, and he had problems with cocaine. He had problems with, and he had a bad childhood. What was his problems? He couldn't find enough? Uh, yeah. If you asked him circa 1982, yes, that's yeah. exactly what his problem was. Um, but, yeah, the, and, you know, he had all these problems, but he got help. Yeah. You know, he got sober. He's a completely different person now than he was then. Yeah, my dad's been sober probably 15 times, and he's still drinking. Yeah. So well, I, it's good on your dad Your well, dad to, like, well, actually step up. You know, up. there is a saying that relapse is part of recovery, so. 15 times? Well, not 15 <laughs> times, but. I've visited you know. my dad in rehab countless times. Yeah, last time last time I saw my dad, he was in rehab. Yeah. It's probably been about some 10 people years. can, some people can't. Yeah. I mean, my dad's, I think, one of the people that can't, but my, like my wife's mom, she was a drug addict for years and years and years, and now she's one of the best people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some sometimes people can, people can do right. it, man. But you know, uh, <clears throat> that's part of the reason I didn't want to have a beer 
Yeah. Before uh, I drive, because my dad's got like three DUIs, mm-hmm. you know. I probably shouldn't, but, but no, uh, it's a small town. I don't live that far, and it's one beer. I don't. I don't think it'll put you over the limit. I'm no. not an expert. Don't hold me to that. But, In Utah, I wouldn't. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure I could drink a beer and it wouldn't put me over the limit. But it's yeah. just a hard and fast rule. I have hard and fast rules when it comes to drinking because I grew up with my dad. Yeah, I get it. And uh, thankfully, he was sober most of my childhood. You know, yeah, he fell off the wagon like when I was in high school, but you know, because of him, like I decided to learn from his mistakes. Like I never drink if I'm pissed off. If I'm yeah. pissed off, if I'm sad, if I'm feeling anything but good, I won't drink. I don't drink a whole lot. I mean, I've dropped it a bunch of times too. Um, I don't really have, besides like nicotine, <sighs> I don't really have an addictive personality. Like I can just be like, I'm not drinking for six months and be completely fine with that yeah and it's just sometimes you do sometimes you don't it's when you need it that's when it's a problem Uh, i've drank when i was mad before though but it just calmed me down like i'm gonna quit drinking (laughs) probably next week i'm gonna quit drinking all together yep sweet sober comic um aa i'm probably gonna take a break from comedy too okay i'm gonna quit smoking there's a lot of sober comics though yeah well it's not a permanent thing. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a lot of sober comics. Well, it's not a permanent thing, though. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to quit smoking, you know, next week is my quit date. And, uh, you know, you can't drink without smoke, or you can't smoke drink without smoking. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're a smoker and you have a beer, you have to have that cigarette, you know. I was that way for a long time after I quit smoking. I quit smoking six years ago. Oh. Six and a half years ago, and well, I'm vape, but it's yeah. there's difference. Um, but yeah, every time I'd go out and drink at the bar or whatever, I'd get a cigarette, and right. that was for years. I did that, and then yeah. like the next day, my throat would hurt. I'd feel like shit, and I was like, I just gotta stop doing that. Just stick to vaping. <laughs> but no, that's the thing with uh, yeah. So I know alcohol triggers nicotine or cigarette craving, so I'm just gonna avoid alcohol. Yeah. For a while, at least. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to change my diet, too. Yeah, I'm on the same brainwave recently. For, like, the last three weeks, I've been thinking about getting into shape and, uh, like, trying to teach myself either how to box or some kind of, like, a a type of jujitsu or something like that. Just to stay in shape. So, like, last night I hit my wife up and I said, hey, can we get, like, a weight bench and, like, uh, punching bag or something like that and I can just like YouTube some stuff because I don't know how to fight right. I spent my whole life not knowing how to fight and I was like she's like you're gonna whoop some people's asses I was like no but if something if some shit goes down I'd like to not break my hand oh. when I punch somebody yeah. <laughs> I want to at least know the basics of fighting yeah. and it's a good way to stay in shape I think well boxing uh, I'm sorry I grew up watching boxing my dad yeah. taught me how to box you know, I, I love boxing. I just figured it'd be a way to get kind of get I, back into shape a little bit and just kind of like work out and, and learn a little bit. I've even got, you know, the PlayStation VR. Yeah. They've got the game Creed, Rise to Glory. Yeah. And it's the same, it tracks your movements and you have to like stand there and box with it. And I mean, it's not the same as actual boxing, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's like fun. I wouldn't, it's I, fun as hell. I wouldn't be sparring or anything. I just figured yeah. it'd, it'd be like a, a different kind of way of working out and maybe help motivate me to actually do get up and move because oh, yeah. i spend my whole life sitting down i sit for my job i sit at home i was like i'm getting i'm getting a little older i should probably start taking care of myself a little bit 
and it, could, it's a good learning experience. So yeah, well, you could uh, you know you could do a lot just you know hitting a heavy bag and yeah, you know, shadow boxing. You don't have to spar or nothing. I mean, yeah, I just you know how I think I don't know if it's just a man thing, yeah. but you know you'd be sitting in line or something, or you you dream it uh, sometimes where you're like. You're the hero in a situation, right? Mm-hmm. So if something happens, like, oh, I ran in front of the bus and saved that kid, or yeah. or I knocked the gun out of that guy's hand, that sort of thing. I was like, in reality, I'm 125 pounds, and I know zero about self-defense, so I'd probably just die. Yeah. And that kind of got me thinking, like, Man. it doesn't hurt to know a little bit about, <laughs> about a little bit. Well. First of all, I don't think that 125 pounds, I don't think that matters as much as you think it does. Well, the zero experience uh, in fighting probably well, does. Yeah, but one of the only, you know, I've Self been in a defense. few fights in my day. I'm not, I don't want to walk around like, oh, I'm such a tough guy or this and yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know. I've had one experience in my but, life, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But I say, like, you know, one of the few times I got knocked on my ass, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, lost a fight or this and that. I'm talking about knocked on my ass. I never stood a chance. It was a dude about your size. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've never been, like, afraid of being in a fight. Uh, there was a there was a few times back in high school where a group of guys uh, decided they did not like me. Right. So I remember one time we were at Pizza Hut, and, the, and their friends, everybody's, you know, in a group, and then our friends and everybody's in a group, and everybody's taking their shirt off and talking shit. And then uh, we were, like, in the Pizza Hut parking lot. So Pizza Hut obviously called the cops, and everybody fucking bolted. So the fight never happened. But a few months later, I'm walking home from, I can't even remember where, but I was at the skate park, and um, a couple of guys jumped out of a van and started beating the shit out of me. Mm. And I just kept walking, you know. I just kept getting up and, and walking away, and they're like, I hope that taught you a lesson. I was like, in in what? Getting jumped? <laughs> but yeah, that was the only experience I ever had getting hit. And I never went down. I'm not saying I'm a tough, tough guy. Right. It's it, That might be part of the masculinity bullshit in my head. But I never went down, and I just kept walking. I mean, my lips, I had braces on. My lips were all bloody and shit because I kept getting punched in the face. But um, yeah, that was the only experience I ever had. In, in a fight situation. But like I said, I have no idea how to defend myself. I've never, I've never learned. Yeah. And I hear like, I don't like to mention Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan and a lot of these other guys, a lot of comedians are like, I take jujitsu classes. And it's like, I guess it wouldn't hurt to, <laughs> to learn a little bit about something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I Just a little self-defense in case something ever does happen. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, so if I ever get jumped again, I can at least defend I mean, myself. <laughs> well, 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 let's be honest. I mean, you'd be doing it 90% for, like, the fitness of it. Yeah, yeah, that's where my head's you at, know. yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be like you're going to train in martial arts and then you're no, going to no. dress up in tights and go fight crime and all that shit. No. It, it's for fitness and just, like, a little bit of knowledge right. and for myself. So I feel more comfortable with defending myself. Right. And with every, just about every martial art outside of sumo, yeah, it's the guy who's fit is the guy who wins. Yeah. Mike Tyson being an exception. 
Well, I figured ninety percent of this town has no idea how to fight either. Yeah. So, <laughs> most if people, I ever gotten in shit in this town, most people don't. Most people just convince themselves that they're like the, the protagonist yeah. in their own movie or something, and that they're invincible. And yeah, you know, I I learned from an early age I'm not invincible. So yeah. fuck it. Yeah, you know? I was at a comedy um, a comedy thing uh, when Rio Hillman was down. They did a comedy night at the Legal. Uh, and this guy just would not stop heckling him. So he got his, he kicked him out, you know. And as the guy was getting up, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to whoop your ass. Okay. I was like, that's kind of the mentality of this town when people are drunk. Yeah. And that, that's what I was like, I probably should learn a little thing, a thing or two probably. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know if you know how easy it is to piss somebody off that's hammered. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah, I was like, so that's kind of. Some of the reason, like, I should at least know how to, like, some self-defense. Because <laughs> this town is crazy. A lot of cowboys, a lot of masculinity, a lot of manly men who that's get the, drunk and talk shit. That's the fucked up thing, because when I'm drunk, I probably would have, if I was that guy and I was drunk, I probably would have said something like, I've been thrown out of nicer places than this, buddy. Yeah. And just <laughs> went home. Yeah, this town doesn't understand comedy play either, PlayStation, man. fuck it. They, they do not, they don't understand comedy, they don't understand podcasting. Yeah. I mean, every comedy night I've been to, there's somebody been talking over the comedians and all this other stupid shit or yelling mm. out, like, better punchlines in their mind, apparently. Yeah. They just don't understand comedy. And they don't, people don't understand podcasts because, obviously, I can never get a guest on the show. And the only other podcast to exist here just started, like, a week ago. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could get people involved in both of those things. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's a small town. Like I said masculinity this is a masculinity episode i might even label it toxic masculinity <laughs> well again i argue masculinity versus machismo you know yeah um the way i like to put it is i don't shame. even know how to spell machismo yeah well that's why we have google okay i say i said before you know when i die delete my search history not for porn or anything like that but because i don't want people to know the shit that i've had to google because i couldn't spell it yeah, that's definitely not how you spell masculinity, but that's but, how, uh, how I wrote it down. But yeah, but no, it's masculinity versus machismo. Like shaving your face mm-hmm. in the morning with a razor, that's masculine. You know, punching the, like once a you week. Know, punch in the mirror to prove how tough you are, that's machismo. Yeah. You know? Trying yeah, to, there's a lot of people that punch walls, man. Yeah. I was never the punch wall. What, what the fuck did that wall ever do to you, man? <laughs> when I was a younger, in my teens, in early 20s, I'd punch walls. But I haven't done that. In like 12 years. I haven't punched anything. Because, I mean, it doesn't matter how bad the fight is. You know what I mean? Or whatever I'm mad at. It's fine. It's right. going to be okay. <laughs> I don't have to punch a wall. Yeah. But if it's I get like, that punching bag, maybe. <laughs> it's like I think one or two times I've probably been that pissed off and I may have kicked a trash can and yeah. probably did more damage to my damn foot than I did the trash can. I knew a lot of people that broke their fucking hands, man. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, okay, you're happy now? Now yeah. you're pissed off and you got a broke fucking hand. Me and my wife have been together. Or now you're pissed off and you have to fix the fucking drywall. Thank you. You're good. Me and my wife have been together 10 years, and I've never been in a single fight that's lasted over like six hours. See, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad the fight is. By the end of it, we're yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm the same way, though. Yeah. You know, we, we've been together probably around 10 years, probably around the same time. And yeah, we've never had fights that lasted at least more than a night. You know? Yeah, one of us always makes the first move, and it's yeah. like, all right, we're fine. <laughs> but you know, that's good. That's healthy. I mean, yeah, 
I mean, and it helps us work on our problems. I've said this before, probably not on the show, but to other people. Like, so people are so quick to just end things. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just get a divorce. I know so many people that have been married a year or two years and just over. Yeah. It's so fast and yeah. so quick because it's just a piece of paper to them. That n- Marriage takes work, man. Yeah. Relationships take work. Well, you know, like in the case of my parents, they think I thank God they got divorced. I'm yeah, because some people just aren't don't belong together. It was an abusive situation, and my dad would never have gotten help yeah. if he hadn't hit that spot in his life. And you know, like I said, I thank God for that. I shudder to think what would happen yeah. if they tried to stay and work it out. But just to decide you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know. Oh well, the spark after gone, like two fights. Yeah. The spark's gone, or we're not. You know the same as we were when we were kids. Well, you're not the same fucking people. Every fight we've ever had has resulted in some kind of working. Yeah. So we get in a fight, we get mad about something, and then for the rest of forever, we've just, that thing that we were mad about has gotten better. You know what I mean? Because you don't fight about nothing. Yeah. So we just work on the uh, issues that the fight has started on. And then, you know, something else comes up later on. But... You you have to work on those issues. You can't just be like fuck you. That's who I am. It things take work. You got to work together. So if your wife doesn't like that thing you're doing, maybe try harder not to do that thing. <laughs> yeah, and I hate to sound like a cliche marriage counselor, but it yeah. really does come down to communication. Yeah. Uh something I've learned it's something I learned when I was a very young very young age is violence is what happens when communication becomes impossible. Yeah. You know, when there's no communication. Violence, in some cases, it is a form of communication. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's the same thing about masculinity. It's how people are brought up. Yeah. It's just a primal. If you got a problem with somebody, punch him. Right. Well, yeah. Or you think about even a less uh, severe form of violence. Like, you know, you walk up against somebody and they push you back. Yeah. You know, well, what's happening? They're telling you to stay out of their space. But at that point, it's escalated to a point where it's gotten physical. And once things get physical. Physical. Yeah. Like I said, violence happens when communication becomes impossible. You know, it's. uh, You can take the the same advice that I just said from from marriage and and do it in your personal life, which is something I've been working on the last couple of years. Is being more open, like I am now, about some of my issues mm-hmm. and working on those issues. Yeah. So you can't, it's not just like in a, in a relationship situation. If you find an issue that you have in your life, work on it. Right. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's only going to benefit you. Right. And, you know, as far as uh, co-workers or people on the street, fuck them. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you, you don't have to take... I told somebody last week, you know, she was talking about her coworkers, and I'm like, hey, you don't have to take them home with you. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's a good way to look at it. And I'm like. I saw something years ago that said, uh, uh, oh, man, somebody somebody cuts you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. And if you're still thinking about it when you get home, you're the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have, a, I have a tendency to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really. I would do the same thing, man. I think about shit all night. So really, That's something that you just identified a problem, though. Yeah. But I really See try I mean? to, yeah. But I really try to put a lot of effort in being laid back. As, yeah. as a contradiction as that sounds, you know. 
Yeah, that's the that's the key thing. When you bring stuff up like that, it's like you just identified a problem that you can work. I, I said the same thing. Like I still think about shit sometimes all night. And it bugs me. Somebody did something to me on the road. I'm like, fuck you. But at the same time, he doesn't think about that shit. He's yeah. over it already. Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea who you are. He doesn't give a fuck about you. Why are you still thinking about him? Have you ever seen the Street Fighter movie? Uh, Probably. With, I remember playing uh, the game, Sega. Well, I was watching a YouTube video. Where they were talking, it's called. It's a channel called Good Bad Flicks yeah. on YouTube, and they were talking about the uh, Street Fighter movie. And he reminded me of a line from that movie that um, kind of applies, because Chun Li was telling Bison about how to, he killed her family and ruined her life, and she's out for revenge. And he's like, "Well, for you, the day that Bison came to your vis- village was the most important day of your life, but for me, it was Tuesday." Yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Assholes, for want of a better word, they don't care about you. They don't think about you one way or another. They yeah. don't take you home with them, you know? And so at that point, you know, you if you're going to stress out over it, you know, you're just joining them. Yeah. And it's hard. You know? It's really hard. What's, uh, what's the old Buddhist saying about uh, if I give if I give you a gift, but you don't accept it, then the gift is still mine? Yeah. So if I try to insult you and you don't accept it, then that anger is still mine? You know? Yeah, yeah. I know True. I botched that, but yeah, yeah. But it's 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 hard. It's a hard. So things are hard to work on. Oh. But yeah, once you identify the problem, <laughs> nice, nice shot. It makes it a little easier to be like to identify it the next time. You know what I mean? But yeah, it is hard to just like let things go sometimes. Yeah. But your life, I guarantee it, will be a lot better if you did. Man, we get me and you get some real shit, dude. <laughs> I know, we, I know, man. Didn't this imagine? used to be like an anti PC comedy podcast? <laughs> I, can you imagine if we were smoking weed and just going yeah, off yeah. on? I think know. I said all rape jokes are funny, so maybe that that was good for this episode. <laughs> I don't know, make some dick jokes, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Right, that's all I ever did for two years. Yeah. I this this is episode one hundred five. I've been doing this like two and a half years, and it's always just. Sex puns and dick jokes and a gerbil walks into a bar and yeah. says, "My boss is an asshole." I'm not saying uh, dick jokes and uh, sex puns aren't fun. I love them. I do it every day. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I turned a corner and I just like maybe we should start getting more real on the podcast. And for some reason, doing it with you makes it a little easier. I think than some Giggity. of the yeah <laughs> some of the other guys. Um. But I do love when all the comedians are in here and we're just fucking off. Yeah. That's fun, too. Oh, that's absolutely fun. I always look forward to that. Um, but there is, like, a form of, like, it's a therapeutic to just get things out at the same time. And yeah, exactly. I told my wife, because I've been getting real stressed out lately because I haven't been doing this a lot. I was like, that's my therapy, man. That's how I get things out. And I was like, I was never really been that real either, though. <laughs> so maybe actually getting some real issues out there. Maybe that'll help clear Maybe, some I mean, of the air in myself, you know, make some room in there. I mean, if, out. if it helps de-stress and makes you feel better. Yeah, man, it does, man. Yeah. It, it really does. I got a lot of issues. Yeah, well, we'll work through them. I got another couple of years of this show for sure. Well, everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody does, man. So we'll get them out there. People will know that I'm a fucked up individual. Yeah. Eventually. Always, always said normal people are just, closet fucked up people that's yeah all that is. it's the people that don't express themselves that are the serial killers as rodney dangerfield put it 
on an episode of Johnny Carson. Look at all the wait. Look at all the clean comedians, though. Yeah, I mean they're f- fucked up people. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying because they were like Cosby, man. Yeah, they were saying, "Well, pick a comedian from the '80s and do their act for this uh, fundraiser, and dress up like them." That's why I got blonde hair now. Did AJ pick Cosby? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> But that was my point because I'm like a comedian from the 80s. Uh, let's see. Sam Kennison, Andrew Dice Clay, George Carlin, Red Fox. All of these guys were fucking filthy. Yeah. The only clean comedian from the 80s I could think of was Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And for obvious reasons, that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? Was it supposed to be clean? Was it a clean thing? Clean. Yeah, well, you know, I kept it PG-13. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of references to suicide and one reference to sex. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like a normal night for me. <laughs> but that's uh well, That sounds like an everyday thing. Shit, <laughs> Dangerfield was an interesting person. I'm pretty man. sure you just like cracked open my brain. <laughs> you know, a couple suicide thoughts, some sex. <laughs> but you know uh hell, Dangerfield even went out with a laugh, man. Mhm. Have you ever seen a picture of his headstone? No. On his headstone his epitaph says, "Well, there goes the neighborhood." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what my headstone's going to say. I thought about just like creating a website for myself and then just having one of those barcode scanners on there. <laughs> People could just, and then like do some fun stuff on the website. Yeah. That was my personal, if I die. I always wanted my epitaph to say, as far as you know. Here lies Randy Garner, as far as you know. Mm, <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, I wish that when I, I, I know this is a thing, but it's like, I wish I when I was born. I started with a quote, so when I died, I could just say, end quote. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, crap. I lost my train of thought here. Uh-oh. Before we got off on Dangerfield. Is it going no, to ask No, no, the quote, uh, <laughs> well, to paraphrase Dangerfield, because Dangerfield was talking about, you know, you hear about these guys with the, and I'm I'm going to butcher this, but, you know, it's a guy, you know, he grew up in a nice, normal family and, you know, got the white picket fence and he's got the wife and the job and the two kids and everything's going hunky-dory. Then one day he picks up an axe and wipes out the whole family, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I butchered that completely. It's funny the way he tells it. but Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, so-called normal, you know, normalcy's kind of an illusion it's yeah it's where it's the facebook illusion now that's the world we live in now where everybody's like oh i did this i did that i'm so happy and then sometimes i'll post some pretty depressing shit and my wife's like why are you saying that i was like i'm just being real man i can't be happy all the time yeah well it's a fake persona yeah that people play well you know i got a yeah i got a philosophy that if i if i'm gonna complain i'm gonna try to be funny about it yeah. But, uh. I usually just say, everybody fucking hates me. My life sucks. That's the thing, because my Facebook, you know, if you try to add it's me. It's zero likes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so if you try to add me on Facebook, you know, if if I don't know you personally, there's a pretty slim chance I'm going to add you. Yeah. Unless we have some mutuals or whatever. Even if I don't think you're a bot, it's like I'm not on Facebook to make friends that yeah. I've never met. You know, I've got a few that are like that, but. You know, fuck it. I I live on the other side of the country from where I grew up. You know, I use Facebook to stay in touch with them. Yeah, yeah. I like Facebook for some stuff, and I dislike it for some stuff. But I just always thought that was a funny thing. So you post something funny, right? You post a meme, or you say something funny. You get twenty five likes. You say everybody hates me, 
Where are those 25 likes at, man? You guys could step your game up and be like, hey, man, I don't hate you. <laughs> well, I think... Well, <laughs> you like my other post, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I think people are burned out from people that try to use Facebook to get attention. Yeah, that's probably and a big not, thing, yeah. They're not really in a dark place. They just pretend to be in a dark place to get attention. And I'm in a dark place uh, 20 times a day, but uh, that's life yeah. to me. So, But I don't think... You know, when you're in a dark place, I don't think Facebook is the place where you need to go to. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. That's just you need to. Like I said, get it out. For a long time, I wasn't doing the show, so now yeah. I'm doing the show. <laughs> I'm just saying you need to reach out to somebody real. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I don't really have anybody that close though. And I'm when so when it really gets me, and usually nobody's awake at this time, but so I'm working all all night long. Mm-hmm. My wife goes to bed at like 11:30 midnight. And so I got from like midnight to 5 a.m. by myself alone. It's dark. I'm just in my thoughts. And that's when I start posting shit on Facebook. <laughs> you ever tried writing? No. Just kind of. Well, I used to write quite a bit. Um, but no, I haven't done that in a long time. Just kind of like a stream of consciousness type thing where you write. What's yeah, I used to write like blog post type things. But I can't, I can't really do that while I'm driving, so. It's rough. You can record it. Yeah. You can take a voice recorder and you can record it. I mean, let me let me know if you guys want to start listening to my depression moments. It's not, it's not for anybody else. It's I just know. it's just for you. It, it helps to get Bonus it off your content. chest. Even if go to patreon.com forward slash sdmpod and check out my suicidal moments. Well, I mean, and but this is where I was getting at is you know you might want to see somebody about this. You know. Yeah, I've been told. And, I've been told several times from a couple of different people. If you've got it written down or if you've got it recorded, you don't have to sit there face to face with this person that you just met and try to open up all your intimate shit. You've got it right there on paper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kind of what this thing is. I, I made a, I created a meme the other day that said, uh, it was the flex seal tape thing. You created you that? See? Yeah. Yeah. I made that, that one. Man, that was funny. <laughs> it's like, it said me. And then on the, the bucket of water spilling out, it said, Tons of mental health issues, and then it said podcasting, and he slaps it on the thing. Yeah, with the tape, yeah. <laughs> Let me just tape that up. <laughs> That's kind of my life. Because uh, for a long time, this is my therapy, you know what I mean? Right. I love to get it out. I like it, man. Yeah. I actually feel pretty good the week after this. Yeah. Uh, but if I don't do it for a couple of weeks, like it has been going on, I start to lose my mind a little bit. Anyways. Well, that's, that's one way to stay motivated. Yeah. I'm never going to stop doing this. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I just sometimes I can't get to it in time. <laughs> oh, man. We did it again, Randy. What did we do? We went real serious. Uh. Um, I don't know if people like this or not, man. I guess uh, who cares? <laughs> but, you know, the, the funny shit will return. And- Eventually. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, we're just, it's kind of a transitional period, I guess. And I never really thought it was that funny <laughs> to begin with. You just got to think of it as a transitional period. It's not, you know, it's not <clears throat> devoid of humor and we're not tackling. I mean, we talked about the crisis of machismo versus masculinity, mm. which I think is a huge problem. I can go on about that for hours, you know. Yeah, same, man. I um, got a, I got an issue with that because now I've got a son right. and... I really didn't like that part of life where you have to be the manliest man around right. and you have to prove yourself to everyone. Well, did not like that. 
Well, I'll tell you something I heard. But there's a point. There's still there's still that thing you need. You still need that manliness right. to be tough. Right. So you kind of you got to find a way to do both. In well, in a sense, well, it's about being constructive. You know. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the source of this, but somebody told me. Uh, I'm gonna mess this up. I can't remember the source of it, but someone once said that, uh, you know, men, males specifically, yeah, were particularly talented in creating and destroying. Yeah. And if you don't teach a boy to create, he will learn to destroy. Yeah, it's true. You know, and that's why a lot of, you know, like shop classes, you know, work with your hands. God, I have been doing. Well, not just men need to be tough. I think that you need to instill a little bit of toughness in everyone. Yeah. Because exactly. life's hard. Life's yeah. fucking hard. Exactly. Yeah. You have to have some kind of outer shell to well, protect yourself. Well, I'm not denigrating women or girls or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But I've never been one. So I can't speak for them. I can't, you know, I don't, I don't have a daughter, you know, my, yeah. my sister, <laughs> my sister's your, my sister's like five years older than me. She used to kick my ass. So what I never had to be much protective over her or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the form of toughness I was talking about. She was instilled in that too. She'd beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, well, she had an advantage. Sometimes you need and some by of the that. Time, by the time I got bigger than her, she could press charges. So. Yeah. Sometimes you need some of that take no shit stuff. Yeah. I don't think you need, I think you need a little bit less of uh, men don't cry and manly men and, and just take no shit in yeah. every place. Oh, knows? Well, I mean, there's two things you got to ask yourself. When you're talking, you got to ask yourself, why should anyone give a shit what I think? Yeah. And that's not to be self-deprecating or self-defeating or anything like that. It's just a matter of, you know, do I know what I'm talking about or am I just blowing hot air? Yeah. You know, maybe half of this podcast I was probably blowing hot air. Fuck it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't ever but, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's like, why should anyone care what I think? You know, am I just talking? Am I, you know, am I saying something or am I just talking? Yeah. The other thing is when you're listening, why do I care what this person thinks? Yeah. And that's a big one because, you know, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, everybody's got a thought, and I think we care a little bit too much about what each other thinks, and we think people care too much about what we think. And yeah, I've had that's a big issue in my life. It always has yeah. been. Uh, not, I don't really care what people think of me as much as I just never feel like anybody likes me, and I've had that since I was like an early teenager. Right. Just like you don't have any friends. Nobody gives a shit about you. That's been like instilled in my life for quite some time. Oh. That's pretty real. I'm well, sorry. That that got a little too real. <laughs> well, I like you. And I yeah, consider yeah. you a friend. Yeah, I know it's I know it's mostly in my head, for sure. Um but yeah, I just go I sometimes I just go down these dark paths, man. And it it really it's rough. Yeah. And I try not to take it out on people, but sometimes I do. And uh like I said, Identify the problem, work on it, right. which is what I'm trying to do. But, you know, I'm right there with you in a lot of areas. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Well, the laptop is dying. We are, I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that buzz earlier was the laptop dying. So I forgot to, well, I didn't forget. I grabbed a charger, um, but it was the wrong one. So... <laughs> 
I know. I think it was. I was, I think it was semi-prepared. I think it was an interesting conversation, if not a humorous one. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't always have to be funny, but I label it as a comedy podcast. But I was telling you last week, not not last week, but last episode right. when it when it when we were done with it because that one got real too, and we called mm-hmm. it like getting real or whatever. I was like, I want to start trying to access more of myself. Right. Rather than just sex jokes and uh, you know dick jokes, so that's what I'm gonna start doing. I mean, if you guys want to stick around, (laughs) it's up to you. Um, I guess I don't know. Fuck it, I'm gonna keep doing this either way. Yeah, fuck you. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. There you go. This is my this is my therapy moment. (laughs) There you go. Um, but if you do like it, I guess you know, let me know. It'd be nice to hear. Nobody ever really uh, comments on the show. It's been two and a half years. Sometimes people say stuff, but most of the time it's uh, a lot of silence. Yeah. I know you guys are out there. I see the numbers. Well, yeah. Well, interaction usually drops during the summer months because people are out doing stuff. Yeah. So. But it doesn't hurt. Everybody likes a compliment. You know what I mean? We'd like to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus. Uh, Get into the show more. Uh, we stopped doing questions because I don't. Uh, drop this link in a couple of subreddits, and we'll get more comments. Yeah, than you nobody's can ever handled it. Yeah, I know. Nobody's ever told their friends about the show either, which kind of sucks. Nobody's ever shared an episode. Anyways, but just because we were talking <laughs> about the toxic masculinity thing, and there's no shortage of opinions on that fucking subject. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm okay with. Uh, I know I said we were going to start ending, but I'm okay with the shit talking. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so there's this show out there. It's called Who Are These Podcasts? Right. And what his whole show is, is finding big name podcasts and indie podcasts and essentially talking shit on them for an hour, you know. Okay. And telling them all the issues with their podcast. But they do it in a funny way. Okay. And it's, um, some people take it the wrong way and quit podcasting. Mm -hmm. Some people think it's hilarious and then end up co-hosting that show because he has a different co-host every week all right so some people like take the advice and be like okay yeah i probably should have edited that part out or yeah i i breathe too much in the mic like you were just saying yeah anyways uh the guys yeah <laughs> the dude is kind of in my circle because i used to have this guy this show on the network uh, and he started talking mad shit on a lot of people. He talked shit on the wrong person. That person was on this show and brought his show over, and they talked shit on that one for an hour. And so we've like fallen somewhat in the same circles. So I sent him an email like probably three weeks ago and said, hey, talk shit on my show, man. I don't care. <laughs> for one, he's got a lot of listeners. Right. Exposure. For two, if you can take some shit and just like roll with the punches and be like, okay, that's funny. I get it. Then you're fine. Three, I could possibly have a chance to be on this guy's show (laughs) because he only like co-hosts people that That he's he's already talked shit on. Yeah. Okay. So I told him, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Are you comfortable with people talking shit on you? Absolutely not. I don't know what what episode he's going to grab. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. I don't know what episode he's going to grab. It could be one that you were on. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, okay, fine. But yeah, it's a it's but, an uh, interesting, sh- interesting show. I listen to it, it every week. You know? I tell you, Spunk Loops started following me on Instagram. Oh, nice. Yeah, Spunk Loops is shit. Yep, Spunk Loop is awesome. Spunk Loop is the shit. They also lube that shit whole. <laughs> 
in case you're wondering. Go to spunkloop.com forward slash STM pod. Save yourself 10% on maybe, your next order. Maybe a little more graphic than you had to be, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's Spunk Loop. Put some spunk on your junk. Yep. Some splooge on your tube. Anyways. <laughs> Renny didn't like that one. Stiffy lube. Isn't it? <laughs> I think we came up with one and named an episode after that, and I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but yeah, the laptop's dying. Like I said, we keep getting into shit. Me and Randy are real, so some of the episodes of me and him are going to be real, so that's life. <laughs> and I'm hoping to get some guests involved in some of these real topics, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun. I think so, too. Um, anyways, uh, Song of the Week this week goes to you. Remember the Monsters and their single, Sync. And that is at Remember the Monsters on all things social media. That is a... Current Call Records uh, label production, I guess. That's currentcallrecords.com and Current Call Records on all things social media. Uh, they've been here with us for like a year now, and they're always hitting us up with songs. Okay. So shout out Current Call Records and Zombie awesome. Shark Records. Both of you guys are fucking awesome. Anyway, stick around after the show. Randy, do you got anything to plug? Um, on, on Instagram, Randall Garner Photography and uh, Randy Garner Humor. You, and can, you can guess which one's which. Um, Twitter, I'm a restless native. In the in the, or the eight. Yeah, in eight. Restless in eight. Number IV. eight. Yeah. And uh, I had a buddy named Nate, and we used to call like text him that all the time, just like in eight. <laughs> and uh, I think those are the only ones I'm really on. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but yeah. Um. I don't think this podcast is going to be up before the show tomorrow, so. No. This is coming out uh, Monday, I believe. So this Monday. But there is shows every other Saturday at the Hornet's Nest and uh, the first Thursday um, of the month at Kate's. Yeah. I think so if you guys like stand-up comedy, go and check. Support your local comics, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's what it's all about. Go, laugh, have a good time. Drink a beer. It's a Thursday night. You got shit else to do with your time. Go there, listen to some comedy. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't heckle. Drink a beer and have some chuckles, man. That's what it's all about. Support your shit. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know where the fuck to find us. At STM Pod on all things social media. Uh, com forward slash STM Pod. You can find all our shit, merch. You can find the show. You can find all the other shows on the network. We've got tons of great shows. So go there and support everybody because... We're fucking cool, and we're doing this, and you're fucking not. <laughs> so help us out, man. <laughs> if you're going to sit and listen, sit and listen to all of us. Anyways, uh, that's all we got. So we'll see you some, I'd say next week, but I don't fucking know. No. We'll see you sometime. We'll see. Bye. Bye. Blow me.
Bittersweet